For thousands of years, our ancestors' stories were painstakingly passed from generation to generation. While technology has changed the way we preserve and duplicate our stories, our desire and capacity to tell them seems to have diminished over time. We need a guide, a muse, a mentor to make our memoirs come to life for those who come after us. Memoir Mentor is the podcast of Don and Morris Thurston, authors and instructors in the art of storytelling. Hi, welcome to our third podcast. I'm Don Thurston. And I'm Maury, the husband. Today's segment is titled, Let Your Feelings Show. It's all about the importance of getting your feelings into your writing. Maury calls this writing at the gut level. Now, if there are any guys listening out there, don't let the word feelings cause you to fade on us here. We're not going to get all mushy on you. We recommend you listen up. If our experience as teachers is of any value, you men could benefit from what we have to say on this topic. Over the years, we've had a number of engineer types take our classes. Their professions have taught them to deal with the facts and numbers, to think and write with precision, obviously vital components of their profession. But these characteristics can be hindrances to writing the kind of story that lets their readers know them and what their life was all about. In one of the early assignments I give my classes, I ask students to write about their childhood home. My engineers enjoy describing the precise dimensions of their house, the number of windows, the relationship of rooms to one another, when I critique their writing, I'll ask them, so how did you feel about your home? They return my question with a blank look. Then I say, when you thought about that house as you were describing it, what special memories came back to you? How did you feel inside when you were writing? They think a minute and then sometimes begin to peel away the layers. One man said, I remembered my mother's cooking. So I asked, what did you especially like about her cooking? What were your favorite dishes? Do you remember the smell of food cooking on the stove when you came home from school? How did that make you feel? By asking questions like these, I'm trying to bore beneath the surface and extract things that will help their readers really understand what it was like to grow up in their childhood home. Author William Zinser wrote, Fidelity to the facts is no free pass to the reader's attention. Poet Robert Frost said essentially the same thing in his succinct way. No tears in the writer, no tears in the reader. Now we're not suggesting your memoir needs to be an expose where you reveal all your deep dark secrets to the world. We think memoirs that substitute for the author's psychiatrist's couch can be tasteless and tedious to read. You do need to get yourself into your story, though. Not just what happened to you, but how you felt about what happened to you. This is crucial if your readers are going to know you and empathize with you, which is usually the goal in writing a life story. So don't keep your readers at arm's length. Let's look at different ways you can incorporate feelings into your writing. To illustrate various options, I'll read an excerpt from our book, Breathe Life Into Your Life Story, where we describe possible approaches to writing about an incident typically charged with strong emotions, the day you became engaged. You could write, John proposed to me in my home on June 10, 1965. 
Well, that's a statement of fact, but there's not much emotion there. How did you feel about it? How about this? When John proposed on June 10, 1965, it was one of the most exciting and emotionally draining days of my life. Okay, now you've told us about some emotions, but we don't particularly feel it. You're telling here, not showing. Many people don't get beyond putting a label on an emotion, but labels don't evoke much response in the reader. It requires more thought and skill to make your readers feel the same emotion you experience. We think you'll agree that the following example better accomplishes this purpose. After dinner, John and I went into the living room to talk. I sat on the sofa expecting him to join me, but he just stood there in the middle of the room staring at me. He looked like he wanted to say something, like he was about to give a speech. It suddenly occurred to me that he was going to propose. Yes, that was it. My heart started pumping in wild bursts. I felt like I couldn't breathe. When he reached into the pocket of his suit, I stood up and started walking toward him, wanting to soothe his awkwardness, reduce the tension of the moment. I took a few steps and suddenly felt lightheaded. I couldn't see him in front of me anymore. The next thing I knew, I was lying on the floor, my head in John's lap. He looked worried. Then he grinned and said, I've fallen for you too, Julie. Please marry me. This scene does a good job of dramatizing the couple's feelings. It shows their love for each other rather than just telling about it. Not only do we understand their feelings, we learn a little about their personalities. A one-sentence summary of such an important occasion doesn't do it justice. There are a number of things going on in this example. Notice how Julie responds to the situation. Her heart pumps in wild bursts. She feels like she can't breathe. She actually faints. Her body reactions reveal far more about her state of mind than merely stating she felt tense and scared when she realized John's intentions. When you write about important events in your life, don't just announce how you felt. Instead, convey those feelings by describing your behavior, your thoughts, and body reactions to whatever events you're writing about. As you read fiction, notice that novelists use this technique to reveal character and create tension to evoke empathy. It works equally well in memoirs and life stories. Our time is about up, but we'll leave you with one more tip. Avoid cliches when describing body reactions. Clichés like, I felt cool as a cucumber, I had butterflies in my stomach, I was mad as a hornet. These expressions are so overused they'll have no emotional resonance with your readers. Try coming up with fresh, original descriptions that will make your readers pause and sense the honesty in your writing. You'll find an expanded treatment of this topic in our book, Breathe Life Into Your Life Story. Also visit our websites at memoirmentor.com and morristhurston.com to learn more about life story writing. That's all for now. As we've said before, if you don't write it, who will? Thank you for listening to Memoir Mentor. Don and Morris love to hear from their listeners, so send comments and questions to don at memoirmentor.com or morris at morristhurston.com. For more information on writing better memoirs, 
visit their website at memoirmentor.com and morristhurston.com or pick up their book, Breathe Life into Your Life Story, available through Signature Books at signaturebooks.com and other online bookstores.